following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher, and as I am joined by every week by my good friend Ben Cole sitting to my right, we thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports Radio Charlotte on 94.7 FM, or if you're listening to us, you know, outside of Charlotte digitally. We say it every show. We're going to keep saying it. You can catch us online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com, or you can pull out your phone, tablet, or your laptop if you're not on the website and pull up our brand new Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app. Once again, I'm Mackie Gallagher. That's Ben Cole. We got a lot to talk about this Sunday morning here in the QC. A lot of sports happening throughout the week, uh, especially one that's happening right down the road from us at Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte FC had their home opener last night, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into it, uh, let's ask Ben the question we ask Ben at the start of every show. Ben, how are you doing today? How was your week? My week has been good, Mackie. Solid, doing well. Uh, how about yourself? It hasn't been too bad, you know. Hey, you've been a busy guy. I have been a busy guy. What a you lot been of up stuff, to? A lot of stuff going on this past week. I don't know, you know, just hosting trivia. I filled in for a few people. I did a, I did Yellowstone-themed trivia. Not oh. about the National Park, but about the show, the hit show on Paramount. I'm a huge fan of Yellowstone. I've been trying to get you to watch Can it. Can it be a hit show if it's on Paramount? Well, I mean, yeah. It's like the biggest show out right now. Oh, oh, oh. One of the biggest shows out right the now. The biggest show out right now is The Last of Us. Oh, you're pushing this propaganda. Is that no what? propaganda. You it, get on Twitter, are you seeing memes about Yellowstone? No, you're seeing memes about The, the Last, Last of, of Us. Us. The Last of Us, because the, the first season is premiering. Everyone's bought into the hype, and I will say HBO does a great job of taking over social media when they have <laughs> new episodes come out. But Yellowstone, it's I mean it's been out since 2018 so I might be losing that thunder, but I'll tell you this. My mom, you know, being the amazing middle-aged woman that she is, was watching Yellowstone. She probably saw Kevin Cosner fell in love and she was just like, "Hey Mackie, you need to watch Yellowstone. And, you know, one of my favorite trips of my life was to Yellowstone National Park when I was 10 years old. I've been wanting to go back ever since. And I was like, you know what, Mom? I might watch it. What is it about? She said, there's a family, the Duttons, and they own a ranch, and people are trying to take that ranch from them. I was like, this can't, this, this, it sounds good. Kevin Costner is great. It doesn't sound that exciting based on the description that you gave me. You watch the first episode. It's an hour and a half. It's a movie. Uh-huh. It's an hour and a half. In the first episode, you got people, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it, I don't care. You got people shooting at helicopters, shooting out of helicopters. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this is all for a ranch? And then <laughs> I've been hooked ever since. All right, well, you know. It's you... one of the biggest shows out now. Maybe not the biggest, as I previously stated. But I, I, you can go around and ask any. I, I guarantee you that 60 to 70% of everybody you ask have seen Yellowstone. All right. Well, we'll we'll take it to TikTok and see what the TikTokers think about it. But I will say, as someone that thinks of themselves as a big movie TV guy, it's concerning that I hadn't heard of Yellowstone until about eight months ago when I started working here, actually, <laughs> uh, from our boss, Mackie. 
So if anybody's pushing propaganda, it feels like the Yellowstone <laughs> propaganda has been pushed on me. But no, that's that's good. Yeah, you've been staying busy, doing a lot of in-arena hosting, that sort of thing. You kind of had an altercation recently, didn't you, uh, in, in your in-arena hosting gig at, at Charlotte? Did, did, did you not? I did. It was, what uh, happened? That, 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 was a, that was a funny story. It was a funny story. So I'm standing in the, in the marketing tunnel uh, that we're standing in. And, uh, you know, you have, you have the fans and you have the band beside us. And uh, this guy just comes over and he is like, I'm standing there. I'm about to go out and do wait, my read. Wait, yeah, I was about to say real quick for the people that may not know, oh, like true. in arena hosting. So it's, it's yeah, you, yeah, you can so do it. So it's like, you know, when you have a media timeout, you have a timeout on the floor. You have people, uh, you have people that are, you know, doing, doing games on the floor, doing some kind of promotions or sponsorships. So like Domino's does something called the free throw shootout. We get two students and they represent uh, each of the two student sections. And whoever makes the most free throws gets their whole student section's prizes courtesy of Domino. So you have 30 seconds. I'm out there. I'm introducing them. I'm like, this is Ben. This is Jack. They have 30 seconds to make as many free throws as possible. Whoever makes the most gets free prizes from Domino's for their student section. Chance, hear them on. <laughs> and then, you know, as they're, like, sit- sitting out there for 30 seconds shooting, I'm just out here, you know, like, freestyling, ad-libbing, uh, trying to keep the energy up. It's a tough gig. You really got to keep the energy. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those people that you can just kind of cherry-pick out of the stands, they're not really good at, uh, you know, doing layups or whatever the contest is. So you got to really there, keep them engaged when they miss six free throws in a row. It's funny because, like, you know, I always, like, say what's up to them. I'm talking to them before we walk out because we get them fairly early on. Um, and they're standing down there for 10 to 20 minutes. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go on after this whistle, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they'll say, like, they'll be like, I'm a little nervous. I'm not that good of a shooter and all that stuff. I'm like, no, just do you. Don't worry about anybody else. Like, I, I said the max people hit are, like, three or four. Just try to make as many. And I promise you if you win and you get your section these domino or dominoes prizes mm, 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 people are gonna (laughs) love you and so uh and they're always nervous going on but then like when they get done and we're walking off they're always like oh that was so much fun you know that 30 seconds to a minute of just like fun stuff to do so that's pretty much the gist (laughs) of what in arena hosting is uh and then i'm standing there i'm getting ready to go do uh my next event on the floor i'm waiting for you know the under 16 media timeout and a, a student, a fan, comes over to me, and uh, he starts talking to me, and immediately I, I, I smell some alcohol on him. I mean, he's over 21. He's enjoying the yeah, basketball but game. inebriated. Yeah, inebriated. So I was, like, I was like, okay. And as he's talking to me, his friends behind him are laughing a lot. And mm-hmm. so I thought he was joking. Uh, I didn't know anything about this, but he had a foam beard that was ripped, and uh, he said that Norm, the mascot, told me, uh, or told him that Norm, the mascot, told me to get the student another beard. Uh, Norm has not told me anything. Norm doesn't speak. <laughs> I, I know nothing about this. His friends are dying laughing. He's talking to me, and I'm just like, Norm hasn't told me anything. I don't talk yeah, to Norm. Norm speaks sign language. I, 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 was like, I was like, we communicate via hand signals. But uh, it turned out that he was very serious about this, and we eventually mm. did get him a new beard. But, like, we got kind of into an altercation. Like, he was just staring at me. He's like, you're making jokes, <laughs> and I'm trying to be serious. You're and making I- jokes about a foam beard, and I want my foam beard. I mean, that that seems like a bit. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then once I realized he was serious, like, you know, like, I, I started, like, uh, I was like, well, let me grab somebody. And I ended up grabbing uh, my boss. He brought him the foam beard. Uh, that wasn't the end of it. You know, the, the, dr- the drunk student kept going at it. And 
eventually I just started ignoring him because I was like, oh, like he, he's kind of yelling at us about the foam beard. And they're like, all right, 30 seconds back of your odds. Like I'm reading my cards, trying to memorize my lines. It was this whole ordeal. But I've been announcing for the last 10 years, and that was my first interaction with a fan that like wasn't happy with me. And it was funny. I, I never thought that would Especially ever like a, I don't know, not, maybe not, but like just it being a college person like th- throws me off a little bit. That's why I, I, I Ben, I, t- I tell you this with so much honesty. The moment he started talking to me, I thought it was a bit. Yeah. And so I started joking. Because, like, you know, they're always in that drunk dude voice like, yeah. Yo, Norm, Norm told, Norm said that you were going to get me a phone that, beard. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I don't know. And like my whole, like my whole thing. And like, I love doing this kind of stuff. I love meeting new people and like just talking to everybody. But like my whole goal at the, the Charlotte 49ers games is either as a whole or as a, individual fan whoever whatever interaction is just supposed to be lighthearted, fun so i thought that's what the vibe was like i'll i'll do i do my intro about 15 minutes for the game where i'm trying to get the fans i'm like welcome to halton arena we're going crazy and you know a lot of the same students uh show up to the game they sit in the same places so like i'm starting to build like some kind of friendship with these bond with these students i'm like we're walking by and like we're joking around like oh let me get the mic and i'm like i know you won't do well with the mic and like they just start laughing up and like they'll try to like yell into it as i walk by and i just show them i was like I already have it all this ain't my first rodeo man I'm, like it, just that friendly banter back yeah. and forth and so i thought that's what this was you know it wasn't it got it got handled uh it got handled uh but <laughs> it was just funny because I'm so focused on not messing this up. next thing, and it, it was the Harris Teeter Fuel Point Shootout, and that's one of the bigger ones. Throughout that's a the tongue event. twister too. The Harris Teeter Fuel Point Shootout. Yes. Okay. That, that's what it's called exactly. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. reading my card. It's a long read. The whole index card is filled with words, and then I got a freestyle. Like I'm trying. I'm talking to the guy that is about to do it. I'm just trying to memorize his name because I try not to look at my cards as much. I want to. I don't want it to seem so scripted or uh or read off a piece of paper. But man, like. <laughs> that kind of that kind of shook me up a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, you well, it. you know what? Wait, I'll tell you that if you're young listening and if or if you've been in uh, game day operations in any aspect, uh, if you want to work in that field, whether it's marketing, broadcast, anything that has to do with a live production or a live game, I mean, you have to be on your toes because it's not that something will will always go wrong. It's just stuff happens so quick on the fly. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be able to just keep going. And so, like, when that situation happened, they're like, all right, 30 seconds back. I'm like, ah, cards, cards. Harris Teeterfield wants you to Harris Teeterfield wants you to And But, no, it was fun. It was just – it's it's funny because I'm 25 now. And it's funny. Some of these interactions with, like, college students in the student section, I was like, oh, I was totally like that. Like, just yeah. going crazy, hearing what they're chanting, like, seeing how crazy they're going. I was like, that was me attempting to be that at an App State basketball game during my tenure there. But if I was in the student section, that means that four other people total, max, <laughs> were in the student section as well. So I don't know if we had as much of an impact. But I do want to say shout out to UNC Charlotte and the 49ers faithful because those are some of the hypest basketball atmospheres I've ever been a part of. Like they show out. I mean, the 49ers, I believe are 17 and 11 right now. Uh, they, they, they are, they are, they are just on a tear right yeah, now. Yeah, They're, they're a decent team and, and, they, and they really they get, do. They get loud for them. Like I love the energy was, and I'm just very happy and thankful that they're giving me an opportunity to be a part of this. Yeah. I was going to say, it's obviously, you know, no Dean Dome or, 
anything like that, no Cameron crazies, but for for a school of Charlotte size, they turn out. They do. Yeah. Represent Respect that it. Queen City, man. That Queen City. So hey, if, that uptown sports crowd. That uptown <laughs> sports crowd. They have a few more home games, just one or two left. If you're a Charlotte student, you should be out at every single game and you might have a chance to participate in the Domino's free throw shootout or the Harris Teeter fuel point shootout. And yeah, then you'll just, be able to meet me. And then you'll never want to talk to me again after that happens, I'm sure. Yep, just signal down to Mackie. He'll try and get you. I'll try to get you. I'll I'll send one of the interns that I work with up to get you. That'll do it for the first segment. We talked about, you know, the fun times at UNCC basketball games. When we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit because after the stadium series in Raleigh at Carter-Finley Stadium with the Hurricanes, with the way the Hurricanes have been playing, they are Stanley Cup contenders. And I know there is a Hurricanes base here in Charlotte. North Carolina is turning into a hockey state, so we need to talk about it. It. Don't go anywhere. Uptown Sports Crowd will return after these few messages. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd, Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte, Mackie Gallagher, Ben Cole. Before the break, we talked about how much hockey has been growing in North Carolina over the past decade or so. Me and Ben had a conversation at lunch on Friday that we're actually just going to bring right here uh, on air. And the reason we want to talk about hockey is, one, hockey is a very fun sport to watch. You, One half of the Uptown Sports crowd is a diehard hockey fan. It is not me, but I do enjoy it. I just, it's, it's the names, man. I'm trying to learn the names. Right. It's, but it's very international. It is, uh, which is why I think hockey broadcasters uh, earn my respect tenfold. When I hear them, you know, when they're on these breakaways and they're naming all the people that are going towards the goal on the uh, fast break. I don't know if that's what it's called in uh, hockey. But the stadium series happened not too long ago up in Raleigh. It was the Hurricanes versus the, the Capitals. Capitals. And they were, uh, it was a great game. Hurricanes ended up winning, sold out Carter-Finley Stadium on the campus of uh, NC State. And the the Hurricanes, if you're looking at the standings and the way they've been playing, I mean, even the past uh, three or four years, they are Stanley Cup contenders. And uh, I expect them, and I'm sure any hockey fan expects them to make a pretty decent playoff push uh, this season. But we just want to talk about the growth of the Carolina Hurricanes alone because it wasn't not too long ago uh, that it seemed like the Hurricanes as a team were going to be sold. Yeah, it was very interesting how much of a 180 the Hurricanes organization has, you know, done. Because, yeah, not less than a decade ago, you know, it wasn't anything official, but there were definitely rumors among the league of like, all right, are we going to sell the Hurricanes? Because, you know, we saw other teams in the South kind of get moved after disappointing years and low attendance records, like the Atlanta Thrashers mm-hmm. um, went back to Winnipeg. They're now the Jets. There were similar discussions of that maybe happening with the Hurricanes. There were multiple years. They were, you know, bottom three in attendance. They hadn't made the playoffs in a while. They just straight up weren't a good team. People weren't excited about them, you know. A lot of, you know, Canadians and other people were kind of making that argument, like, stop putting hockey teams in, in the south, southern United States. Like, no one cares about it. But that's also not true because, you know, we see the Lightning. They pull in, like, some of the best attendants every year. I Stanley Cup champions. correctly, I feel like not too long ago, the Nashville Predators. Yeah, the Predators. Um, they were up there. Yeah, they're very good. 
Uh, so so it's kind of just not true. But it was good to see because the Hurricanes made a big move in 2018. They brought Rod Brindamore in as head coach. Um, if you're a Hurricanes fan, you know all this. But Rod Brindamore, he was uh, the team captain when they won the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in 06. Uh, and he came back to be the head coach. And holy crap, the 180 they've done <laughs> since Brendamore has come in. His philosophy of just playing aggressive hockey and throwing every puck on net, whether, you know, it's a low-quality shot, you know, that's their philosophy. Throw pucks on net, jump, crash the net, get the rebounds, score goals. So that's, so that's what's making Brendamore uh, so successful as a coach with a team that he has. It's like when you're, you're focusing on that offense, going back to arguments for, that <laughs> you and I had in the past about defense and offense. But it's one of those, like, no, it's just a numbers game. If you can get the puck on net, Get, yeah. it, get it on that as many times. I mean, obviously, this is somebody who's a casual, casual hockey fan from me. So I'll be fine playing the stupid guy here. It seems like that's the goal of every hockey team is to get as many pucks on that as possible. So what is Brendan Moore and the Hurricanes doing that's different than these other teams that are trying to accomplish the same thing? Like, why is why is he making it so successful? Well, like, you're not you're not wrong. That is the ultimate goal. But if you watch different teams especially like different coaches you'll see that yes the goal is to ultimately get pucks on net of course you got to get shots to score but if you watch the hurricanes i mean if there's a loose puck on the boards their guy will pick it up spin throw it on net immediately gotcha. <laughs> like, like they're not looking not for the extra the pass back, yeah no they're not looking for the extra pass their goal is if that if they're in the offensive zone throw it on net mm-hmm. and, and obviously it's it, it goes more in depth than that but like it's funny, too. I'm, like, hyping up the Hurricanes as I'm wearing a New York Rangers jersey. <laughs> um, big Rangers fan. But, like, the Rangers, they're a very pass-first team. They love to set up the—it's almost like watching soccer. It's kind of annoying at times. Like, they're always looking for the perfect opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of times, that extra pass, you know, results in a turnover. They don't get a shot. If you watch Hurricanes, it's not like that. Hurricanes are a very fun team to watch if uh, you're not a big hockey person. Now, why is you, that? Like, what makes them stand out to you just, that makes them so their fun? Their aggressiveness— uh, so, and you know, in hockey four check, it's kind of like the offensive pressure you put in the zone. Like once you kind of lose the puck, like just keeping it in the mm-hmm. offensive zone, the hurricanes four check is impeccable. One of the best in the league. I mean, they just, they are down your throat every <laughs> game. It is so hard to get the puck out of the zone. And in that, and that results in a lot of goals. You'll see a lot of teams have sloppy zone exits, mm-hmm. you know, out of their defensive zone. If you turn that puck over to Carolina, they're probably going to score. Yeah. Uh, so just. They're really fun to watch in that aspect. And like I said, they just score a lot of goals. They average over three goals a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they only give up about two a game. They have a lot of young talent, you know, like Andre Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, yeah. They just have a lot of young talent. They're just a fun team to watch. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're a North Carolinian, South Carolinian, uh, and you, you haven't gotten into hockey, but, you know, you're thinking it could be fun, go check out the Hurricanes. And, I, and my – my add-on to that is you hear a lot of people and in some in some aspects they are correct about like the bandwagon because mm-hmm. you know we just said if you're a north or south carolinian uh and you're not really that in the hockey but you're trying to get into it like the hurricanes are a team obviously they're the home team uh but they're a fun team to watch and try to get into it and then you have some diehard hurricanes fans who've probably been there through those rough years yeah. before brenda Moore that we've been talking about and here's the thing this was me in 2015 with the Panthers. You don't have to talk like you've been a fan exactly. for a decade or for two decades or through all the down years. But if you're if you're not that big of a football, basketball, hockey, baseball, any fan of any sport, and you 
actively want to try to get into it and make that like, you know, an interest or a hobby of yours, there's no better time to do it than when the team is successful. Because it's not only what you're showing on, you know, in the standings as your record. I mean, when a sports team is doing well, the whole vibe and energy in the city that that sports mm-hmm. team is in is just completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been to Raleigh in a while, but I'm sure you can go into, like, random bars, pizzerias, some retail stores or something like that, and they just have Hurricanes oh, gear yeah. front and center. They have flags hanging up because everybody, it's just a community rallying yeah. around their home hometown team. And that and if there's if there is a time for someone to hop on a bandwagon, it's that because they not only have to take time out of their day to sit down in front of a radio or sit down in front of a TV to watch a game that they're trying to get into, not that they're already into, but now when they're out and about in their everyday lives, they're kind of being surrounded by this interest, this collective interest that this city already has that they're actively trying to get into. And I feel like it's just enticing them more and more and be like, oh, there is a Hurricanes game tonight. Mm -hmm. They're out shopping or something like that. Let me sit down. And then they sit down and they see Svechnikov or Ajo and they see this forecheck and they see the pressure they're putting on and they're like, oh my gosh, they just got 12 shots on net in the last minute. That's what Ben Cole on the Uptown Sports Crowd <laughs> was talking about. And then, boom, they're hooked or whatever. No, so, literally. No, I'm not a hater of the bandwagon. No, I, no. We talked about it. I'm not a hater of this, uh, but it does get annoying when those bandwagoners start chirping as if. Yes. yes that's it's what funny because it you mentioned that. I was about to say, just don't expose yourself. Like, <laughs> I remember last year, the Rangers played the Hurricanes. Uh, you were in, in enemy playoffs. territory. Yep. Divisional round of the playoffs. And... The Hurricanes do this thing called the storm surge when they win games at home. They play your circle around center ice, and they do this little clapping thing to, like, a beat, and it, like, speeds up, and then it's like the storm surge. Fans do it along with them. So I got on Twitter after they beat the Rangers one game. <laughs> or after, after the Rangers beat them in New York, um, and the Rangers do a thing where the players go to center ice and raise their sticks and just salute the crowd. That's all it is. They just raise yeah. their sticks. It's just kind of like a thanks for coming out, and the fans will usually clap. I see. I get on Twitter, and I see a Canes, like a big Canes Twitter account, like be like, did the Rangers just try a, a poor attempt of, of copying the storm surge in the way that they got immediately ratioed by all of hockey Twitter? Not even just Rangers fans. not Even Hurricanes fans were like, oh, just oh, just stop talking. Rangers are one of the OG teams of yeah, the league. The Rangers, if you're not a hockey person, the Rangers are what we call an original six team. They're one of the first six teams in the NHL ever. And they also were the first ones to invent that, like, center ice salute thing. I'm not sure which team it was, but I think it was in the 80s or 90s. But the Rangers won, and they just started saluting the crowd. And then the Hurricane Storm Surge was, like, an adaptation of that. Now a couple of teams do it, but it was just just funny. It's like, if you're going to, yeah, just don't expose yourself. (laughs) They've been doing this for probably longer than you've been alive. But, no, it's going to be another fun year um, for the Hurricanes. Right now they're top of the Metro division, uh, which is – the most uh, competitive division in hockey. And why would um, you say that? Like, what what about the Metro makes it so competitive? Like, just talk to me as if I yeah, have yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about so hockey. So the Metropolitan Division has all of these, you know, big powerhouse teams that you're used to hearing. They have the Hurricanes, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Penguins, the mm-hmm. Capitals. Um, so basically, just all of those good East Coast teams. And then this year, and then they also have teams like the Devils. And this is where it becomes this year no, in particular. New wise. Been, so New Jersey well is historically bad for the most part. <laughs> yeah. This year, they're on a tear. So 
it just makes this division so much more competitive when you see you like some of team. these worst teams that are really good. Like right now, the standings sit uh, Carolina in first, New Jersey in second, uh, the Rangers in third. And then you have like three teams below that that are still in playoff contention. So I was about to ask, what's the what's the difference in games between those top three, between the Hurricanes, Devils, and the Rangers? So the Hurricanes have 86 points. Um, and if you don't know anything about hockey, you get two points for a regulation win. Um, like if you just win outright in the three periods. If you go to overtime, both teams get a point. But if you win in overtime, you get you still get those two points. Gotcha. So basically, you get two points for a win, one point for an overtime loss, zero points for a loss, yeah. and and the standings are done by points. Okay. So uh, oh god, voice crack. So the Hurricanes have eighty six points, the Devils have eighty one points, and the Rangers have seventy five points. So pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All within ten points. Yeah, yeah. Or eleven. Um, I guess, from top to three teams from each division make the playoffs. Okay. So those would be the teams making the playoffs, and then there's two wild cards from each conference, and then you know. They and now the wild cards just the next two teams. Do they the have some kind of face-off? The next two teams face-off? of the of the of the oh, both they, they the Eastern Conference good, divisions. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. So uh, it, it's just outright in the standing. So like, oh. you have the top three teams. There's two Eastern Conference divisions, mm-hmm. um, and then the wild card is the two teams you know from those divisions. So like right now, the Islanders are fourth in the Metro, but I haven't looked at the other division. But you know they might be. They might not even be in the wild card spot if that makes depending sense. On or, yeah, division. depending on the other divisions. But that's how hockey works. <laughs> uh, it's it's a fun sport. But the Hurricanes are looking again to you know make a deep run. Um, they're they're most likely you know they're going to have home ice advantage, assuming that they win the division, which it looks like they're going to. Um, there's only a few more months left in the season. I've been I've been to three hockey games in my life. I went to a Vancouver uh, Vancouver Carolina hockey game. I want to take my junior or senior year of high school. Uh, that same year, we went up to New York to visit my mom's family, and they took us to a uh, Hurricanes-Rangers game in Madison Square oh, Garden. Oh, that's fun. So that was really fun. And then a couple of years later, same thing. We went up to New York to visit the family. And, like, we always try to see if there's, like, a Giants game happening. Like, even mm-hmm. if the Panthers or Hurricanes aren't playing, like, I'm always down to go to a sporting event. Uh, and the Rangers, because uh, my family up there are huge Ranger fans, uh, the Rangers were playing – the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. And it was cool because, like, I was sitting beside Maple Leafs fans who made the drive from Toronto to go. They said it was, like, an eight-hour drive. They're Dang. staying the night in New York City. But it was just cool. They were like, yeah, it's just right over, uh, like, right over and one right of the over lakes the or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was just, like, kind of cool, like, meeting those, uh, meeting some people that are traveling to New York City for a game. And they talked about how that was their first time, like, in the city and, like, just how they're kicking off their weekend in the city. So uh, it was great meeting them. But I will say, although there are sometimes I don't know what is happening, Hockey games are, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it before. Hockey games are some of the most fun live sporting events that you can ever go to. They really are. The, the intensity, the atmosphere. You like know. when they score and like the horn plays, and like, right? And you always see like a little group of fans right behind the net jump up with their hands in the air like a millisecond or a second before everybody else does, yeah. and it's just a wave. It's that storm surge of fans' hands going in the air cheering on their goal. But I'm, and if you ever try to get into a sport, I, I'm telling you, like, I mean, just going to one, like experiencing that lives, that live sport atmosphere mm-hmm. is what will really, I feel like, just bring you over that hump. If you're still like, you know, if you're teeter, I mean, because it takes time to be into it. Yeah. No. And obviously hockey is, you know, it's some of the rules are hard to kind of 
learn and stuff. But you watch a few games. You can go on Twitter, read some stuff. It's exactly. it's pretty easy to get the hang of it. I mean, I started off as a casual. Mm-hmm. I, I really I got into hockey playing the NHL games. Once I figured out icing, I was like, all right, it's only yeah, up from here. Yeah, it's, right? <laughs> I feel like that's probably the easiest thing to learn uh, in hockey. And so, but yeah, Hurricanes are good. That that's definitely my hockey team, as you can tell. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend to be a huge hockey fan, but I'm always going to root uh, for them to. Uh, you know, succeed. I talked to Ben uh, not too long ago about how I remember I was coming home from like a rec basketball game or something back in 2006, and my dad like uh, turned on the TV. We were watching Sports Center, and uh, on like on the bottom, you know, where the scores are always popping up, he saw that the Hurricanes were winning uh, the game, and he's like, "Oh crap, I forgot the Hurricanes are in the Stanley Cup Finals." And so we turned on the game, and so that's my first hockey uh, memory was in 2006, nine years old, watching the, the Hurricanes win. I don't know if it was to win the whole Stanley Cup or if that was just an individual I game. I think so. They were playing Edmonton. It probably was. Yeah. But was. that was my first memory, too. I was in a hotel lobby, and my dad, same thing. He was like, oh, yeah, the Hurricanes. Because, yeah, right. I mean, you lived in Raleigh. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, and that's what it was crazy. Yeah. Would you say the Hurricanes are like your second team? Like, I know they're yeah, kind of like yeah, rivals yeah. to the Rangers because no, it definitely. seems like they're, they're pushing each other in the Metro, but if it's not the Rangers. Definitely the Hurricanes. Yeah, and, yeah. And so let's shift over to your Rangers. I know you're dying to talk about them. I can see the face <laughs> you're making right now. Uh, you mentioned to me that the Rangers have an opportunity to establish the first hockey super team. Would it be the first hockey? Like, has there been a super team in hockey well, before? Okay, so I wouldn't really. And I'm talking well, super team like LeBron, Bosh, no, and that's Ray what I'm Allen, saying. Like the Wayne Wade. Like, maybe there's an argument that could be made for like the early 2000s, like Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Um when they had guys like Pavel Datsuk and and Henrik Zetterberg and stuff, I, love I know, these right? Names, man. But <laughs> legends. But I genuinely think in hockey, if there's any expert hockey people out there, I mean, I don't know. Find me on Instagram, DM me, tell me I'm wrong or something. But I feel like the New York Rangers this year might legit be the first NHL super team. So the Rangers already have Artemi Panarin, Russian superstar, in his prime right now. Uh, always a top 10 guy in scoring and like points, you know, per year uh, in the league. They have Igor Shosturkin as their starting goalie who had like the third best save percentage in NHL history last year. He won the Vesna award for like best goalie in the league. He's rock solid, uh, just out outstanding, like already obviously going to be like a future probably mm. Hall of Famer, but I won't get ahead of myself. So you have Artemi Panarin, Igor Shosturkin, two Russian legends right there, superstars. The Rangers also have Mika Zibanejad, who is right now uh, top twenty in scoring in the league. Uh, a very a very good player. I'm trying to like find guys to compare him to that yeah. you would that you would be able to know. You know what I mean? But my have, common folk knowledge <laughs> over here. You got Zibanejad, Panarin, Shosturkin, then the Rangers dropped a bombshell. Uh, last week they traded basically scraps to get Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues, and Vladimir Tarasenko was on the cover of NHL 19, Stanley Cup winner, uh, another kind of Russian legend. Uh, even you had heard of Tarasenko, yeah. Mackie, so you kind of know the magnitude <laughs> yeah. that carries. He was in a contract year, didn't really want to be with the Blues, so they didn't want to, you know, leave him with nothing or not get anything for him. So we got Tarasenko for nothing, and now there are rumors. That the that it is almost and I mean when I say rumors I mean like apparently it's all about just like logistics but it's ninety eight percent done that the Rangers will be getting Patrick Kane 
from the Chicago Blackhawks for also next to nothing because he's in a contract year and doesn't want to re-sign with the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and they don't want to you know get nothing for him. So it's pretty crazy. The Rangers, oh, and I forgot about Chris Kreider, who scored 52 goals last year. If you score more than 50 goals in in a season, you're you're doing you're doing some things right. That's like uh, that's like LeBron averaging 30 a game at 40 years, yeah. or you know, at like 30. However so would you say old. if you if there's a Hurricanes fan listening to you, list off these these names that are now on the New York Rangers who are obviously fighting for this playoff spot in the same division in the Metro as the Hurricanes. Should should the Hurricanes fans be scared? Should they be like, oh no, like. They should, about to happen? they should definitely be a little worried, especially considering the Rangers were an objectively worse team last year and beat the Hurricanes in the playoffs mm-hmm. and won game seven in Raleigh by a lot. Uh, <laughs> I would be worried because especially like not only do you have these superstars, but Patrick Kane and Tarasenko in of themselves, those are two Stanley Cup winners with plenty of playoff experience that are now about to be on this team that is inevitably going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I'd I'd be worried. I'd be worried, especially when you have that pressure of the Hurricanes. They've been a cup contender for the last three or four years and haven't really done anything with it. So not only is that pressure building on these young guys on that team, but now you're going to be going most likely going up against a team that has, has all of this experience, all of this superstar ability. But anyways, it's going to be a fun NHL season. Final question uh, for the hockey segment. Uh, do you think if the Hurricanes and Rangers match off or face off in the playoffs, you think that's going game seven? Do you think that might be uh, one of the better series in this year's Definitely. NHL playoffs? Like, I, I see it going seven. Saying, yeah. So like you're saying if it's Rangers, Hurricanes, like that might be the best individual series leading up to the Stanley Cup final in the playoffs between all the divisions? I agree. Yeah, Ooh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. We need to get tickets if that happens. Oh, man. yeah, we are. We are. All right. If anybody has hookups or tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just kidding. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Charlotte FC home opener that happened, and we also want to talk about uh, some stuff going on in college basketball that uh, we need to get some th- thoughts off on uh, because some of it isn't making any sense, and it's uh, kind of making me angry in a way. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd. Mackie Gallagher here. Ben Cole with me as always. Ben, you 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 want to know what makes me angry? What? What makes you angry? What grinds your gears? What grinds my gears? This week, my gears were grind. And I I don't want to be that guy, you know, with the small talk about the weather, but I got to do it. Why is it that, you know, when we're working on 9 to 5, seeing our desk, sending emails, uh, making sales, putting orders in, all that stuff, it's sunny and 75 all week, (laughs) all day. And then the moment the weekend hits, it's raining in like 55. I woke up this morning angry. I didn't look at the weather. I was like, nothing I'm doing is outside this weekend, so it doesn't matter. And then I wake up this morning. I can just hear the raindrops just hitting the window. And I'm like, of course, on, you know, your free day. It's, it's so annoying. Right. Especially, too, because I get headaches sometimes when it rains because of, like, the pressure change. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those sensitive bodies. So not <laughs> only do we have to deal with, like, that 
a little bit, not depression, but you know, that just anger of like, oh, it was sunny, that resentment towards resentment. Mother Nature, where yes. it's like, oh, it was sunny all week while I was at work, and now during my free time, it's raining. Not only that, but also my body is like, yeah, we're going to screw you and give you a <laughs> headache too, so you can't even enjoy your weekend. So you're one of those people that get headaches, and I feel that this happened to me before. I know people that like their knee starts hurting Interesting. when the weather is going to hurt. Like, have you heard of that before? No. There, like, there have been people that, like, my friend, uh, my friend Caroline, she's had surgery on her leg, I believe, it before, and she told me one time that when the weather gets bad, it's something with the pressure that, like, her knee will kind of, like, I don't want to say if inflame is the right word. I'm no medical professional. My knee's tight. It's going to rain tomorrow. That's really what it is. It's like... <laughs> It's like you don't need the weather. It's like it's like your grandma sitting on the sitting on the porch, just rocking in a rocking chair. It's like grandma, do you know the weather? I'm gonna go check the paper real quick and see what the weather's gonna be like tomorrow. No need to, honey. My spine's hurting. We got it. It's gonna be raining six inches tomorrow. Humidity's twenty percent. No, but bodies are weird things, man. They They're are. weird things. I don't understand them. And and I I don't like this weather too. Because it it won't put a damper. The fans are still going to show out. But, I mean, Charlotte FC home opener mm-hmm. was this weekend. And could you imagine, you know, having a, a packed-out Bank of America Stadium, 70,000-plus, if, uh, if it's sold out like it was last year. And then you, it's just sunny, 75, and you get a win to start the season. You start off 1-0. That would be that would have been amazing. The the sun and the uh, and the weather would just make that whole experience just perfect. It would it, per chef's kiss, chef's perfect. Kiss, perfect. But but still, Charlotte FC in their home opener, they have some loyal fans here. They, they showed do. out. No, I, I I love and this goes back to our conversation about you know the Hurricanes and Raleigh and just when a team is doing well or if you have a new team for that matter, how much the city rallies around them. I mean, you've been in Charlotte since uh, last June, so you kind of came in kind of the middle of the uh, MLS season last year. I mean, everywhere you go, you see someone wearing an Ally jersey. You see someone wearing the, that or that Ally Charlotte FC jersey. You see Charlotte FC flags everywhere. It's true. Um, I love the, I love I love 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 the atmosphere at Charlotte FC matches. I mean, the the drums never stop beating. You you have the blue smoke flying through the air. You just have chants going nonstop. And that's something that I wish would uh would translate into other sports. Like I wish football, uh you know, football of uh, when I'm at Panther games, you kind of hear just like, you know, that defense or mm-hmm. let's go Panthers. Hornets are uh a little better, but NBA is easier to kind of get that interaction cuz it's just back and forth nonstop, so you got to get those defense and uh those chants in. And I mean, I mentioned earlier, I'm the in arena host. Like, this is the kind of stuff I love. This is why I got into like sports broadcasting, sports marketing in a way. Uh, but that is one thing that I believe uh, soccer as a sport has that I wish every other sport has, and that's just that that fan and crowd involvement from the moment the game or match starts to the moment it ends. No, it's true. I really like that that aspect of of soccer and just the fan bases. That's one thing I like about college football too, having the bands there. Yeah, I really wish honestly, like pro teams would would hire a band. I don't know, dude. I like a good. Uh, you mentioned the drums. I like a good band that can that can go hard and and play some bops. That that is true. I I I like the bands in college football. I don't know if I would want the band at a professional football game or an NFL game. I mean, yeah, it but... is cool though when like you know you're watching a Florida State game or something on like one of those primetime ESPN Saturday night games, and you just hear the horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my, that student section just going. Uh, 
Like, because Florida State, they do that. They do the tomahawk chop. Yeah. yeah, so, like a, yeah and so, like, whenever the band's playing that, I mean, like, it does, like, give chills down your spine and stuff. No, I get what you're saying. I just mean, I mean, especially in Charlotte with the recent years, the Panthers not being uh, the best. I think it would it just add a little, I think it would just add a little bit to it have, like, a band. But I see what you're saying. Point, but, but it would be cool if they kind of embraced, like, the soccer culture and, you know, would yeah. sing or do chants. I mean, even hockey's kind of started doing that now. You'll see teams, like, sing and stuff, like, during games. It's fun. And the one thing that's cool about Charlotte FC is when, you know, they had their uh, inaugural season last season, um, they hired Sean McIntosh as the CFO, the chief fan officer. And uh, that's one thing with Charlotte FC that stands out is every match you go to, whether the upper level is open, which I believe last season it was only open for the home opener. Uh, I know that they're interested in trying to at least have a few more matches throughout the season where they open up the whole stadium as well. But I think uh, Sean McIntosh and his team have been doing a great job with that fan engagement because the the fans show out for Charlotte FC. The the city shows out for Charlotte FC. Uh, everywhere you go, there's a Charlotte FC flag, and there's a there's a like Your Highness with the Queen. Some like anywhere. I remember when they when they uh, the home opener last season when they threw up the Queen and like they built that out and like they raised it behind one of the goals like that was crazy yeah and just having these few things like it was the perfect introduction for a new team in charlotte and now and they had a great season i mean they weren't knocked out of the playoffs i believe until the last last like, couple weeks like last yeah. couple weeks last a uh, few mat with less than like five or so matches going which for an inaugural season with a team that you're putting together in an off season that's a win that is a huge win mm-hmm. and you have and you have the fans showing out you have the support i mean because that's one thing whether you're starting a business starting a new sports team like, will you, like, I don't want to call fans customers, but in this analogy, they kind of fit. Like, no, will you have are. people coming out for them? And, and you have to keep them engaged, you know, for multiple years. Mm-hmm. So having an inaugural season like that is only going to keep them wanting more and, and engaged. And, you know, it's a, and that's one thing I love about Charlotte, too, and the sports teams are the, the teams are in the center of the city, like Bank of America and uh, Spectrum Center in the center of Uptown, pretty much. Just on uh, Spectrum Center is more in the middle. Uh, of course, Bank of America is like kind of right on the edge. But you don't have to drive 10, 15 minutes outside of you know the Charlotte metro area or just Uptown to get to one of these games. Uh, most likely, you can walk if you're within the like 277 belt, which is a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. You've seen now like kind of circulating on social media, like people make graphs of different leagues mm-hmm. and all the teams and where each team, like how far. Uh, the stadium is to like the center of the city yeah. and you know you'll see sometimes you know a lot of these attendance rankings that are lower it's because the stadium is you know 15 miles away from exactly. the center of the city you can't do that because like, people are gonna like they're gonna go drink they're gonna have like a good time when they're doing it and, like the last thing someone wants to deal with too is traffic, traffic or, like, like or paying 50 commutes. extra bucks for parking I already drive 25 minutes to work i'm not driving right, 25 exactly. minutes i'll but, catch it on tv but no i'm very i'm very excited for charlotte fc to have the season back uh, we will keep everyone posted on, you know, as the season goes on. Me and you definitely need to go to a game. Uh, we, we I was I was only able to go to uh, one match last season. Uh, you have not been the one, and it, it's it's cool. And from where you live, you can see the stadium from the top of your parking garage. And I told Ben this uh, earlier. I was like, what you should do is honestly, like, tonight, uh, or what you should do for the rest of the season is go up and, you know, watch the fireworks before the game. I always thought it would be cool to uh, – 
cool to see, you know, the pregame ceremonies, the pregame extravaganza, if you will, from outside. Like, mm-hmm. I saw videos on TikTok of uh, Rihanna's halftime show at the Phoenix Stadium. Yeah. And, you know, it's people that live, you know, less than a mile away, and they just see all the fireworks, and they can kind of faintly hear the speakers. I don't know. I just think that would be a cool no, thing. No, that with would be live. cool. I know. I kind of... I went up there one time uh, during the Panthers season, but I couldn't really hear anything. But, you know, it's not a, not the same atmosphere, you know, things mm-hmm. going on pregame. And, you know, the Panthers weren't done good. So, you know, maybe They're not They're turning a lot it around, man. Okay, we don't have to they keep are, saying that. Are. We don't have to, yeah. we don't have to keep saying that. Uh, but, no, I'm definitely going to do that this year. I, I think it would be cool to, to see that. I'm hoping for a time soon to where Charlotte FC, the Panthers, and the Hornets can make the playoffs in each of their respective sports. Yeah, but then you would be like Philly because inevitably all of them would lose, and then you'd just be depressed. That might be one of the craziest sports stats of the year is Philly had – were in the finals of the MLS – or not in the finals of the MLS. They were in the MLS final. They were in the Super Bowl. And then the Phillies were in the World Series. Mm -hmm. And then in the span of three months, and none of them won. (laughs) I know Philadelphia is down bad. Philadelphia is down bad. It's like that just rotating pie chart. Like, at least we have the Eagles. At least we have the Phillies. <laughs> at, at least, least we have, we have the, the Flyers. <laughs> and and uh, with Charlotte, too, uh, I, I genuinely love being in Charlotte. Like, growing up not far from here, I've always, like, envisioned myself somehow, if some way, if I could afford the rent, uh, to live in Charlotte. But that's one thing I love about the city is like, it's a big, small city. It's, I mean, everybody knows it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country, but it's, it's, it's fairly walkable. You know, we're not big markets in the sports that we're in. And so I don't know. I just feel like there's like an extra, there's just something extra about it. Like when the Panthers are winning, it's Mm -hmm. something extra about it. Same with Charlotte FC with how new they are with the Charlotte Hornets. You know, they have just been iffy for, ever since the 90s or ever since the Bobcats were uh, the team here in Charlotte. So it's like when that time comes, which I fully believe a time will come for each of the Charlotte professional sports teams, it just makes it so much better. It does. It does. does. Now, see, yeah, you're a New York guy, so you just you just stay over there. You're like, yeah, uh, I'll be looking down on you Charlotteans or whatever. No, no, no. I'm a local. I'm a local. Stop! (laughs) Man, there's one thing we want to talk about. We're going to take one more break before we do. Because it ma- it genuinely makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And that's some college basketball. And that's what's happening at Alabama right now. And if you don't know what's happening. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. 94.7 FM. I'm Ben Cole. Joined with my host, my friend, Mackie Gallagher. So we went to break and we mentioned that we had to kind of give you a scoop on this Alabama basketball situation uh, that's kind of happening and has been in the news uh, so we're just going to give you a rundown, or I'm going to try and give you a quick recap because we're running out of time, but we really just want to give our thoughts on this. So January 15th, Darius Miles on the Alabama basketball team um, was faced or was charged um, with capital murder charges in the death of a 23-year-old Jamae Jamae Jonay Harris, uh, who was shot near campus in the early morning hours of January 15th. Um, Darius Miles admitted to providing the gun used in the shooting, according to investigators, but someone else fired the weapon. Um, but the real story here is that Darius Miles, who provided the gun, was already kicked off the team. Someone else who was there driving the getaway car is Brandon Miller, who is a star freshman forward for this Alabama men's basketball team. 
Brandon Miller did not pull the trigger. Brandon Miller did not provide the gun, but he was on scene when it happened and was driving the car in the situation. That was January 15th. We are now almost into March. Alabama, number two basketball team in the country. Brandon Miller is still actively playing on this team. Um, Head coach Nate Oates maintains the belief that the university and the program have done the right thing in continuing to allow the star freshman to play. Um, You know, obviously, investigators are taking it seriously. The DA said they don't really know what they would charge Miller with. So he hasn't been charged with anything. So technically, he's still allowed to play. But Mackie, like, what? It's just kind of baffling to me that you'll see, like, coaches get fired for, like, buying a dude a burger five years ago. But, yeah, now a guy that was driving a getaway vehicle in in a murder is still on this team. And that confused me with the DA saying they don't know what he'll charge him with. My my main thing with it is I'm trying to think if there's anybody else in that situation. If there's anybody else that's not, you know, a star forward on a basketball team that's number two in the country or whatever. If it's just you or me driving a getaway car for somebody who just murdered somebody right after it happened, yeah. isn't that has to be ex- like an accessory or something. Right. You're helping them after the fact. And, and I believe, I mean, I don't want to speak they get on prison things. time or not, but I just don't understand how they're just, they're just letting them play. And I know some Alabama fans are like, oh, well, if the investigators or the DA says they're not charging, they don't charge them. It's like, that's fine. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a district attorney or anything, mm-hmm. but if it was anybody else driving a getaway car after a, after a murder was committed, will they, be being told, oh, we're not going to charge you with anything, not even a misdemeanor. If people are getting charged with misdemeanors for not showing their license yeah. to a police it's officer. It's also not like, I don't think Miller, you know, turned them in or anything. So it's not like he, you know, he took action to to put the guys he was associated with away. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how it's just kind of like, oh, well, what are you going to do? It's just great that members of the basketball team either shot and murdered this woman or handed a gun for the murder or drove them away after the murder yeah it's it's, 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 it's and so it's 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 crazy that he is somehow still playing before everything is done if they're still investigating it mm-hmm. if anything i mean shouldn't it be like the way people are suspended from work or something if right. something's being investigated to where you can't come back until this clo- like this is like figured out exactly I, don't know, I just think that is i just think that is crazy and especially with alabama being the second team in the country right now obviously there's a lot of you know pressure on them there's a lot of expectations for them to make a deep run in in the NCAA tournament so it's just interesting to see that yeah he's still being allowed to play he dropped a career high 41 points during all of this playing South Carolina it's like what is going on but also if you're a star basketball player just just go get Bojangles and eat it and just play Xbox bro like what are you doing I just don't understand how a murder if you had any 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 affiliation with it in any way you're just playing yeah. basketball. It's so when it's still easy. being investigated. I can't explain to you how easy it is to just not be involved in a murder. I've yeah. done it my whole life. Whole life. <laughs> 23 years, 25 it's, years, I've done it's it. It's so easy. But no, that's, I mean, it's, when, I, when I've read this story and have been keeping up with it, I mean, and this poor woman just mm-hmm. being shot, this person helped him get away, and then now he's still being on a basketball team, glorified, you know, cheering as he's dropping 40 points, and her life was just taken from her. Yeah, it's it's very saddening. But 
wild situation. We just wanted to give you the scoop on it. I'm going to give you the scoop because I, I don't understand how this is possible at the moment. Me I could either. just be that angry radio host going off about it. But, like, I genuinely believe that if you are affiliated with the murder, especially as a student or as a star basketball player, that shouldn't mean that, oh, if we don't know what you charge you with, you're just still playing basketball. Right. Because if it was anybody else, I don't I don't see them <laughs> being able to go on about their life or job Literally. Uh, without any repercussions at all. No. Um, hate to end the show on that, but... We just need to talk about it for a second. I need to get my opinions out. We do appreciate you tuning in every Sunday. Uh, this is Mackie Gallagher. He is Ben Cole. We are live on the Uptown Sports Crowd every Sunday. Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM, FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com, or the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app. We will see you next week.